Continuing on in our 2022 Louisville football positional preview series, this episode is dedicated to the defensive line. Stay tuned. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome in to another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. Link LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked On College. Terms and conditions apply. As always, I'm your host, Dalton Pence. I serve as a credential media member for Cardinal Sports Zone. I also do some PA announcing work for the university in various sports. And I want to take this time to personally thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder, the Locked On Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services five days a week, your team every day. So moving right along in our 2022 Louisville football positional preview series, this episode is dedicated to the defensive line. Uh, the first two segments will be um, uh, talking about the depth charts for both the nose tackle position and the defensive end position. And then in the final segment, we will identify two possible breakout stars in the unit. So, um, before we get into the content, I do want to uh, talk a little bit about um, the show um, in terms of the background. I know that um, you know there have been people that have reached out talking about some possible ideas for the background. Um, I really do appreciate that. I haven't decided whether or not I want to go with like a Louisville-themed one where I have like Cardinal Stadium or like the KFC Yum Center behind me or anything like that. I'm kind of leaning towards like a neutral background, like a black or a dark gray or a dark brown, something that makes the lighting a little bit easier to look at. Um, but uh, I apologize for just having the plain old like white background. Um, I know it's probably not the easiest to look at, but um, I, I do plan on getting that resolved before uh, the season comes uh, or for the podcast officially comes back into season in August. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Um, but in terms of the nose tackle position in here in the first segment, um, it's worth noting when we talk about the depth chart for the offensive or for the defensive line, that it's kind of hard to predict it considering, well, I mean, we know the starters, but it's hard from a formation standpoint because it's assumed that Louisville will go back to the three, four base package, but defense coordinator, Brian Brown said in the off season or alluded to the fact that, Hey, this team might go to a little bit of a four, three in certain instances. And I think that it, it's, uh, for this uh, particular exercise, we're going to uh, use a 3-4 base package to talk about the hypotheticals. Uh, the uh, the probability is, is that we're going to see his defense in multiple base packages. I think that it's kind of how college football and football in general has kind of gone um, into in terms of uh, the trends of seeing multiple packages. We could see 3-4, 4-3, 5 in certain instances where there's more defensive backs. I know that Scott Satterfield's used to doing that in some situations. Um, so, But for this instance, we're going to use the 3-4 base package. And like I mentioned, the starting um, roles are pretty much distinguished, especially on the interior. Arizona State defensive line transfer Jermaine Lole is likely going to um, be the starter on the interior here. That shouldn't really surprise anyone. Um, the uh, standout from Long Beach, California, 
played three seasons, was with the program at Arizona State for four seasons, but played three, um, had 27 tackles as a freshman, 71 in 2019, but also had six and a half sacks, and four games in the COVID-shortened year in 2020, had 24 tackles, uh, seven of those being assisted, 17 solo, one and a half sacks, one forced fumble, and one fumble recovery um, was listed by pro football focus as the number two ranked interior offensive. Uh, I keep saying offensive number two interior defensive line player in the country ranked in the top 30, regardless of position before a triceps injury uh, derailed the 2021 campaign for Mr. Lole. Um, but he comes into a program that definitely needs a presence on the interior. I'm not saying that they haven't had that, but in terms of, you know, maybe the weakest link on the defense, um, um, it really kind of goes toward the interior of the defensive line. That's not meant as a token of disrespect to any of those guys, but, um, you know, the, the edge has been solid. Linebacking ha has been solid. Uh, cornerbacks and, and safeties, uh, the personnel have been there. Obviously, the formational questions, um, you know, are still uh, surrounding the program in year four. We'll see kind of how that goes about. Um, but in terms of strictly personnel, uh, one thing that Scott Satterfield and company had to do when they came into the program in 2018 was replenish the uh, depleted trenches that Bobby Petrino left behind. And offensive line-wise, well, Scott Satterfield has transformed the offensive line unit into one of the best in the entire Atlantic Coast Conference. The defensive line's taken a little bit more um, to transform, especially on the interior. Well, Satterfield goes out and gets one of the best interior defensive linemen in the country, disruptive in both the passing and rushing senses. I, I think, um, you know, We've seen in years past on the defensive line, when you have a specific guy, you know, a specific standout on the defensive line in the trenches, it can completely transform the dynamic of your defense as a whole. So I think that um, you know, we've seen that with Georgia last year. Great defensive lineman with Devontae Wyatt, Jordan Davis, you know, it throughout college football. One instance that I think draws a lot of parallels that um, you know, hopefully Louisville can kind of fit that trajectory. Kentucky back in 2018. I don't mean I don't um, you know mean to mention the rival school like that um, on this show, but it, it's worth noting Josh Allen completely transformed that Kentucky defense back in 2018 to where hey they there may have been some. Uh, you know, weaknesses uh, in the secondary um, or maybe even on other parts of the defensive line. But when, as an opposing coach, you have to game plan for a certain player and completely shift your offensive line protection to where it's, um, you know, surrounding a certain player, it can open up possibilities for other players. It can completely change uh, a defense's dynamic, a defense's ceiling. Jermaine Lolay is a ceiling raiser for the Louisville Cardinals here in the 2022 campaign. Uh, but it's a little bit of an opposite effect. Mo most of the time you see that in the edge rushing position, in the edge rushing role. Guys on the outside linebacking position where it's you know getting after the quarterback. Jermaine Lallet on the on the interior kind of gives you the different effect. It opens up opportunities for other players on the defensive line, uh, especially on the edge, whether or not they go to a 4-3, maybe the other interior defensive lineman. But the guys that should be the most happy with the addition of Jermaine Lallet should be Yaya Diaby and Ashton Gelati the two starting defensive ends for the Cardinals because it takes away, you know, the possibility of more double teams because Lole is going to have to command some, um, 
you know, some opposition on the interior. Um, six two three over 300 pounds. Um, I'm looking for Lole to be a big run stopper, also solid in getting after the quarterback. That's been the main thing is not allowing, um, you know, uh, opposing quarterbacks to get out and run. I think that Jermaine Lole uh, is going to be able to create a lot of interior presence to where, you know, you open up a lot of opportunities for Diaby, Gelati, and uh, the rest of the, the defensive line. But after Lole, things kind of get a little questionable. You have some guys in the defensive line room that are projected to have solid seasons, but everything is up in the air. Most notably, Des Tell had three tackles last year is looking to make a big step forward. You also have Jared Dawson, the redshirt freshman. Henry Bryant, it's going to be interesting to whether or not they view him as an edge rusher or more toward the interior in which he was um, – you know, recruited as, um, but there is also two other players that I'm interested to see how they fit into the mix. A redshirt freshman, Caleb Banks, was kind of a late addition to the program last year. Um, you know, learning the playbook a little uh, later than you know most guys, and uh, or you know had, got the playbook a little bit later than most guys, considering it was a late addition. Duh, Dalton. Um, but I'm interested to see, you know, with a year in the weight room, uh, with a year of familiarizing and um, internalizing that playbook, and, and playing you know against um, you know power five level athletes, it's going to be interesting to see where Caleb Banks fits into that mix. But also, true freshman Tofik Thomas. Uh, Thomas came in uh, came into the program six three three hundred and twenty five pounds. Um, but it seems that uh, according to, I think, some coaches in uh, previous media availabilities that he slimmed down. Um, he's looked very, very solid. Two-sport athlete, also played basketball at his high school. Um, I think that he's a guy that if, if, the, if the team stays in a 3-4, you might see him in a redshirt situation. But I, I think that the talent is there. I think that he's a player that could be um, you know, making an impact almost right away, maybe later on in the season, especially if you go to a 4-3. I think that with his size and also with his underrated speed for his size, I think that the footwork is uh, something that gets overlooked. You watch his film, and he is just an absolute uh, disruptor in the middle. And I think that that's something that you have to look forward to if you're the Louisville Cardinals is where does the you know where does the rest of the production come from? Do you go with a, a veteran like Des Tell? Do you take a chance on some of the younger guys like a uh, uh, like a, a Caleb Banks, like a Toffee Thomas? Is, is Jared Dawson going to fit into the mix? Does Henry Bryant come back to the interior? Do you see a guy like R.J. Sorensen? bulking up and possibly playing on the interior as well there's a lot of youth but a lot of um you know backup um you know snaps available behind Jermaine Lole who is fixing to be one of the best interior defensive linemen in the conference so moving along into the defensive end position where the starters are kind of defined everything else is kind of up in the air we will talk about that here in just a second after we talk about our friends and the title sponsor of the show LinkedIn as the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. It helps you to find the people you want to interview faster and for free with simple tools like screening questionings. It makes it easier to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience as you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. I know a lot of friends that have gotten hired from the LinkedIn um realm in terms of their sports media profession and I'm very very excited for them it allows you to create a free job post in only minutes on LinkedIn jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people it's why small small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster did you know every week 
Nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Starting yesterday um, on Locked On NFL, wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, NFL stars have been talked about um, in terms of rating the top 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. Which NFL stars move the betting lines the most? We'll find that out starting yesterday. That is on Locked On NFL, wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. So, transitioning over into the defensive end category, so we're talking about the, the possible depth chart. And like the interior at the nose tackle position, well, the starters have pretty much been defined. Ashton Gelati, Yaya Diaby will likely be the starters at the edge rushing positions for the Cardinals. It's a little bit different on the interior because it's, it's more continuity rather than adding an impact transfer. Diaby last season, um, look, coming into last season, Diaby was a player that uh, I talked to at Media Day. and He basically told me, he's like, Dalton, look. Um, you know, I coming in the first season, I felt like I was physically prepared, but just the speed of, you know, play and stuff like that. Um, you know, COVID w- w- was a thing that everyone had to navigate. Um, you could, you, you, you could see why Diaby was, was primed for a solid year in, in, in season two. And he had a solid season in, in 2021, had 24 tackles, one and a half sacks. You obviously would like those sack numbers to be uh, a little bit higher. Six, four native of Atlanta, Georgia in year three, you have the continuity that you're looking for at the edge rushing position. And like I mentioned, you opened up a ton of possibilities here at the at the edge rushing positions because of adding a guy like Jermaine Lolay to the mix because you know it, it takes away the possible um, double teams and stuff like that. And another thing that takes away the possible double teams is adding another guy opposite of you uh, that is a solid edge rusher as well. Ashton Gelati in a little bit of a different um, you know. Not necessarily a category, but a, of of a different a different a different context because he came in as a true freshman last year, an early enrollee. Came in, I believe, in January at like two hundred and fifteen pounds, like under two hundred and twenty pounds. Absolutely transformed himself in the weight room door. He added nearly it seems like fifty pounds of muscle, over two hundred and sixty pounds. Uh, came in right away in that Mississippi game. Had some solid snaps. Showed some bright spots of being a very Huge contributor, and he was second on the team in total sacks this season behind Yasir Abdullah. Four sacks, 15 total tackles. That's going to be uh, an instance where I'm looking for uh, Ashton Gelati to improve is the fact uh, of being um, more assertive in the run game, but continuing another season in the weight room, getting his body right. Um, I think the sky's the limit for this Louisville defensive line, especially in terms of the edge. Because you have, you know, you have the continuity at both positions. You have guys that are veteran leaders that have been tested in this, um, you know, in this league and stuff like that. Uh, Gelati's played a lot of snaps for being a true sophomore, and I think that this is going to be a season where we are going to see him, um, you know, really start to assert himself as a guy that we're talking about in the 2024 NFL draft. Obviously, has to stay another year in college um, with him only being a true sophomore. But I'm very, very excited for Gelati. I think that both of these guys, Diaby and Gelati, could be on all ACC team lists um, after this upcoming season. Um, But after the starting two, it kind of gets a little bit muddy again 
you know, you know, the waters are murky to where you know there's a lot of guys competing for two spots, and it's kind of like the wide receiving position to where there are some there's a lot of talent in the group, but it's about um, you know separating yourselves from the group and um, just kind of looking at you know where they could go here at the defensive end position. Obviously, you have the starters, senior Yaya Diaby, sophomore Ashton Gelati. You have two redshirt sophomores in Zach Edwards and Ramon Perrier that could uh, fit the mix. You have Mason Rieger who played some snaps. Last Last season, um, Henry Bryant, the redshirt freshman, whether or not they use him as more of a uh, of an interior guy on the outside, that's yet to be seen. Uh, a couple, uh, a trio of redshirt freshmen in Vic Brown, R.J. Sorensen, Raheem Craig, uh, that all have the talent that you know in a, a year in the college weight room, you know, could pay dividends. And you also have true freshman Selah Brown into the mix that uh, you know has the college ready frame that could you know, all you know, obviously be. Um, you know, guy that might be able to play his way into the two deep, whether or not, you know, there's a lot of guys that need to be determined whether or not they're on the interior or going to be on the uh, on the outside. You know, uh, Henry Bryant's one of those guys. R.J. Sorensen is one of those guys. Selah Brown fits into that mix. Also, Popeye Williams, but for a different reason. If you're looking at a 3-4 base package, you know, you probably assess Popeye Williams as an outside linebacker, which is why he's an outside linebacker in this case. Um, but in a 4-3, you might see him as a true, um, you know, outside uh, edge rusher. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how fall camp goes for some of these guys, whether they get moved in the interior, whether they get kept as edge rushers. I think that Vic Brown is going to be a guy that you're going to see, um, you know, rise into the uh, two deep Ramon per year would also be my other guest for a two deep, um, you know, player as well. Uh, Mason Rieger uh, could also slide out into that two deep, um, I think that Raheem Craig is another guy kind of on the outside looking in that, uh, you know, Ben Satters said on the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast, the strength and conditioning coach revealed that Raheem Craig has been one of the biggest standouts in the weight room. And that's one thing that w- was kind of the biggest knock on Craig coming into the program was just his frame. You know, he has the talent, has the explosiveness. Well, now you're fitting that into, you know, the frame and who knows what Craig is able to do. So, um, I think it, it, it's really hard to tell. You know, it, it's awesome that the program has their starting edge rushers defined, but you kind of have to uh, develop that too deep as well. Um, there's a lot of youth. It's just gonna, going to be a matter of who steps into that role, who shows out, and um, you know, so on and so forth. So, at, at the end of the day, uh, for both positions, having your starters is huge. And that can't be understated because you would rather have, you know, your starters defined and have to worry about your depth than, you know, not have to worry about your depth and then have to worry about the starters. Because I think that you have the continuity there at both positions and then you add one of the best transfers in the country in Jermaine Lolay. That's something that you can't overlook. Uh, but in terms of the breakout stars, there's a lot a lot of possible candidates. I mean, we talked about Raheem Craig. We talked about, uh, you know, Des Tell. Um, you know, so on and so forth. My picks for breakout stars are two redshirt freshmen. Those are Vic Brown and Caleb Blank- Caleb Blanks. Caleb Banks. I'm going to explain that here in just a second after we talk about our friends over at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. It's your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores and podcasts, along with news, 
Um, it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. So, at this time, I do want to say thank you again for making Locked On Louisville your first lesson of the day. Just a reminder, the Locked On Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services five days a week. Your team every day. Shout out to the Locked On Podcast Network for the free merchandise. Definitely love these shirts. They feel great and they look great. Um, moving on into identifying the two possible breakout uh, players for the defensive line this season. Now, you have to... Um, Notice that everything is taken into context. With the fact that the starters are kind of defined, you have to take things relatively and uh, tamper expectations. I'm not saying that either of these guys are going to come in and post 10 sack seasons where they record over 50 tackles, but I do think you're going to see these guys play some very meaningful snaps some and, and have a lot of production. The first guy is defensive end Vic Brown, the native of Loganville, Georgia, the former Grayson High School standout, one of the best programs in the country at the high school ranks. Vic Brown, um, you know, a, a hand-in-the-dirt type edge rusher, um, 6'4", came into the program at about 230 pounds. It is a vicious edge rusher ranked just outside of the top 500 in the class. I think has, um, you know, a very solid ability in terms of the pass rush. I think that he's an underrated, um, you know, run defender, but I, I love his ability to get after the quarterback. I think that he's solid in terms of footwork, in terms of his hands and stuff like that. Um, I think that Vic Brown is going to be the guy on the defensive end, a position to where um, you kind of look at it, you're like, oh yeah, I remember that guy. You know, he was one of the you know, your main guys in the Flyville 21 class that kind of kick started this recruiting um, you know uh, uptick for the Louisville Cardinals. I think that Vic Brown is in a position where he's really going to have a solid a redshirt freshman campaign. Uh, what does that look like? Well, I think that he's going to crack into the two deep. We're going to see him in the rotational, and uh, we're going to see him make some big time plays. I'm going to go out on a limb and say he's going to have more than you know three sacks this season. Um, and you're thinking, oh, three sacks. Well, considering the fact that the second best. Um, you know, sacks number for the team was Ashton Gelati with four this past season. I do think that that is, uh, you know, a notable number. But uh, Caleb Banks is another guy that um, I- I'm extremely high on. He's another uh, player that I think is going to play some meaningful snaps. Alan True, the national recruiting analyst for 24-7 Sports, had this to say about Caleb Banks in April of 2020. Uh, he's a tall, lean, he uh, is tall, long, has a lean frame, carries his weight well, and does not look as heavy as listed. Uh, can easily carry more weight fluid athlete who can get off the ball and make plays in the backfield, can bend and turn the corner, does not project as a weak side speed rusher, but can be a big strong side guy who can still get to the quarterback raw with his technique. Once his hands and counter moves became more natural, he will be very tough to stop. Could also be a high level offensive tackle, but college playing for him is defense should be a starter from a major high pro a high major program will need some time, but has too much talent to project as an impact guy ranked outside of the top 1000, but uh, kind of a late bloomer. Allen has him projected as a power five starter um, over six, six kind of in the, I think it's the two eighty range. I could be wrong, but added a ton of weight. I, I think he's going to be more on the interior, a guy that was added late to the program uh, last off season. Um, and then obviously had to battle, you know, Jockey's Turner, uh, Des tell, uh, you know, so on and so forth. Um, I think that, you know, this is an instance to where we could see Caleb Banks being the backup to um, Jermaine Lillet. 
and a possible look as the starter in the 2023 campaign. So I think that um, you have to tamper the expectations because the starters have pretty much been identified. But I do think that this is going to be a big season for Caleb Banks. I think that he is going to be a player that makes some big-time plays, um, especially as the, the season kind of goes about uh, in, in you know, into the back half of the schedule. I do think that Caleb Banks is going to be a, a solid breakout guy. Has the talent. It's just a matter of getting that body right. Apparently he's added some weight at the next level, a year in the college ranks um, here uh, with the strength and conditioning program. I'm very, very excited to see him in the fall along with Vic Brown. And like I mentioned, everything is kind of relative. Um, you had to take everything with a grain of salt, take everything in context because um, it's a good problem to have. You have um, your starters kind of defined on the interior at the nose tackle and at, at the edge rushing outside, uh, not outside linebacker, edge rushing defensive end position. Um, but outside of that, uh, everything's kind of up in the air. There are a handful of guys competing for a limited amount of spots. Uh, there's going to be a lot of competition. Iron sharpens iron, and I'm very interested to see what fall camp has in store for Mark Ivy in the defensive line unit for the Louisville Cardinals. Um, just a note, the the content for the next month or so is going to be a little different because we're still in the offseason. We're going to finish the um, you know the month um, hard in terms of content. There's going to be some NBA talk about Donovan Mitchell and trade talks, um, some recruiting talk at the end of this week. We're going to continue to do the um, positional previews. The next one will be the linebacking core. And then um, the secondary will wrap up the positional preview series. Uh, but very, very excited. If you have any um, uh, some suggestions for guests, be sure to let us know. Uh, my uh, Twitter is in the handle below in the graphic. Uh, my Twitter handle is in the graphic below. You can um, send me a message on there. The Locked On Louisville podcast Twitter page is at LO underscore Louisville. Hopefully everyone's summer is going great. We are just under uh, about a month and a half. Uh, before the college football season starts, before that uh, Saturday match between the Louisville Cardinals and the Syracuse Orange. So uh, be sure to check out um, you know the Locked On Louisville podcast on all streaming services, including YouTube. That's going to wrap up this Tuesday edition of the show. Everyone have a great day. We will see you back here very soon.